fall 30-24 to to the South Carolina Gamecocks, and it might be time to accept reality that this Aggies football team is just not very good in 2022. All that and more on this instant reaction episode of the Locked On Aggies podcast. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Aggies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Joey Ikes. Thanks so much for making Locked On Aggies your first listen We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. So if you're on the audio side, slide on over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel there, and hit the notification bell so you get notified when we post videos just like this one. This episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. It has been a tough few months to be a Texas A&M football fan, and it didn't get very much easier on Saturday night when the Aggies traveled to South Carolina to take on the Gamecocks, and within about five and a half minutes, we're down 17 to nothing. And if you've been following this A&M team, you know two things about this team. A, they will not quit, which is a very, very, very positive sign. They will give maximum effort until the very, very end, until the last second of the game. But the other side of that coin is you also know they just don't have the offensive firepower with any consistency to be able to come back and overcome a deficit like that without a massive game-changing play from the defense. They got a couple of huge plays from the defense in this game. When they were behind, Bryce Anderson forces a fumble, recovers it himself. Great play. A&M turns it into points. Part of the comeback that allowed them to be down only 17-14 at half despite the fact that the opening kickoff was returned for a touchdown by South Carolina. Then four plays later, Haynes King throws an interception, which turns into a South Carolina field goal. And then three plays later, A&M fumbles, recovered by South Carolina, which turns into a South Carolina touchdown and a 17 to nothing deficit. And you just can't play from behind this much in college football. You just can't do it. If you consistently fall behind, eventually you're not going to be able to overcome it. And more often than not, when you don't have a really, really high octane offense, you're not going to be able to overcome it. So A&M has put their defense consistently in really, really bad situations. 
So even when their defense is playing really well, like they did for most of the South Carolina game, it doesn't matter because your offense can't score points. Now, they did score 24 points tonight, which is an improvement over where they've been for most of the season, which is a disaster, to say the least. When you have an offensive-minded head coach and you can't score 24 points a game. It's a disaster. Like I said, four plays into the game on offense, interception. Three plays later, fumble. How do you possibly how do you play how do you play football like that? They've turned the ball over a ton all year long, and it came up to bite them again against South Carolina. I mean, they outgained South Carolina 398 to 286 tonight. They ran 75 plays to 61. had 33 minutes of time of possession. But because of the fact, and part of that time of possession and play differential and total yardage differential is the fact that our South Carolina started with a 100-yard touchdown on a kickoff return. So if you add that yardage to their total offensive yardage, because you would assume South Carolina would get the ball and at least move the ball some, they bump up over 300 total yards. It's much closer total yardage, total plays, all that kind of stuff. Spencer Rattler had thrown eight interceptions coming into this game. Eight interceptions. One and a half interceptions per game coming in to this game against the Aggies. And the Aggies never got close to an interception. Did force two fumbles. Fadil Diggs, another fantastic sack strip fumble. Bryce Anderson, the play we mentioned a minute ago. Big play by the true freshman. I mean, it didn't matter. They just couldn't get out of their own way. And it cost them another game. We're now seven games into the season. This is what this football team is. The most inconsistent, high-level college football team you might ever see. I said on Twitter today, I have followed the Dallas Cowboys for my entire life and covered them in some capacity for the better part of the last decade. And yet this Aggies team in 2022, oh, and I followed the Aggies for my entire life and all of that that entails. And I got to say, this Aggies team is the most inconsistent team I might have ever seen. There's just absolutely not a single thing that they can hang their hat on. In the fourth quarter of the game, starting quarterback Haynes King rolled to his right and made a throw and didn't really get hit, didn't fall, but came up holding his right shoulder. And he had to come out of the game. It was a second down play. Or excuse me, it was a first down play. 
five-star true freshman. We've talked about him a lot on this platform as to when he was going to get his opportunity. Connor Wigman gets his opportunity. And he comes out, and the first two plays are pass plays because it's second down. You got to get a first, you're trying to get a first down. You're around midfield or so. Throws two completions, both of them short of the sticks. AM doesn't get the first down. And on fourth and about two, with about 11 minutes left to go in the game or so, Jimbo Fisher elects to punt. And it's really easy to see the thought process that Jimbo Fisher has in that scenario. Hey, my true freshman just went into the game. His first two plays of college action were on the road against an SEC team. We're in the game. We're down by one score at this point. At this point, the game was 24 to 21. Let's punt the ball. Let my defense who's been stellar all night, the only time at that point that South Carolina had really put a drive together was one drive early in the first in the second half. Other than that, the A&M defense was very good throughout the night. And he punts the ball. He leans on his defense and says, okay, defense, get me a stop. I'm going to go get my freshman quarterback ready to go. And in that drive, South Carolina drove 80 yards on eight plays. I think seven of them were runs. Drove right down the field and scored a touchdown. They did block the extra point, so yeah, okay. Again, Roller coaster ride of follow of this AM team. Eight play, 80 yard drive, touchdown, 30 to 21, South Carolina with two minutes left in the game. When you need your defense to step up and get the one last stop, they don't, or they haven't, they didn't. But on the other side of that coin, it's really tough to just continue to ask your defense to get stop after stop after stop. They forced six punts in this game against South Carolina. Six punts and two takeaways. In a college football game in the year 2022, that has to be enough to win. But again, the A&M offense could not be consistent enough scoring points to score more than 24 points. Points. And three of those were under the last minute of the game because after that long Arcan- or South Carolina touchdown drive, the Aggies get the ball back. Devon A. Chain tries to return the kick. Understandably, he's the best player on your team right now. Tries to return the kick, gets tackled at the 10-yard line. A&M goes three and out on the two-minute drive, gives the ball back to South Carolina. at the Or, excuse me, they go four and out, gives the ball back to South Carolina inside their own 20. The A&M defense gets a stop, gets a turnover on downs with about a minute left. And at that point, South Carolina knows A&M has to score twice in under a minute to win the game. That 
next series of events was pretty crazy, and we're going to talk about it after we talk about Underdog. Underdog Fantasy, the pick'em game, is the easiest place to spice up college football season. It's so easy to get started. For example, you go to the Underdog website, you create your account, and you go to the pick'em choices for your team or for all the teams that week. Earlier in the week in our preview episode, I said I was going to take Devon A. Chain for over 20 and a half receiving yards in the game. On the game, Devon A. Chain had 57 receiving yards over the pick'em total. It's that easy. It's that easy to play. Go to Underdog, make your picks just like I did. It's easy to play, available in over 30 states. Pick between two and five players, not just on the Aggies, but across any team. Decide if they'll finish higher or lower than their pick'em total. It's the easiest fantasy game to play, and you can win cold, hard cash in just a single game. Sign up with the promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on. Remember, that's one word, locked on, and get in on the college football pick'em action today. So the Aggies get the ball with about a minute left, and South Carolina is trying to make AM slowly drive down the field. And AM does a touchdown, excuse me, kind of kicking a field goal with about 17 seconds or so left in the game. And then comes the onside kick attempt that everybody knew was coming. Caden Davis executes a beautiful onside kick. It's recovered by the Aggies. AM has the ball, attempt two Hail Marys. Neither of them is complete. One of them, Connor Wigman, gets hit. As he throws, ball never really even gets downfield. Receivers never have a chance. This team is going to fight. They fight all the way to the last second. This is two weeks in a row when they were behind. They fight back. But they're able to get to within one score and have the ball in their hands at the end of the game with a chance to score a touchdown to win, and they just can't do it. They have to start faster. They have to do better early in games. For this team, I mean, they got old Miss coming to Kyle Field next week. This could get real ugly real fast. And then there's got to start being some real conversations about what the future of the program looks like with Jill at the helm or not. I didn't think we would be there. At this point, seven weeks into the season, even after the Mississippi State loss, when people were saying that, I didn't think we would get there. But we're not far. Now, granted, AM has gone something like 42 days between home games at Kyle Field, which is something. But they just aren't good enough right now. They're not good enough to compete 
in the SEC. And yes, this South Carolina team is a great story. It's their first four-game winning streak in something like 13 years. Shane Beamer's doing a fantastic job. But this is the team A&M should have beat unequivocally. Without a doubt, this is a team A&M should have beaten. And they just can't freaking score points. And it's one of the most aggravating things in football in the year 2022 when everything about the game of football, especially at the college level, is set up to make offenses score a ton of points. The amount of space you can create, all the things you can do offensively, the way these seven-on-seven camps exist at these lower levels that bring these offensive players into the league at a, or into college football at a level they've never been at before, young in their careers. And this team can't score more than 24 points. And it's infuriating to watch because you know if they're behind, they're going to fight and they're going to scratch and they're going to claw. And that part of it is going to make you proud to follow this team and to root for this team. But you also know if the defense doesn't make huge plays, like we're talking massive plays, not just get stops. If they don't get a 99-yard fumble return and lateral it to a teammate and score a touchdown, or if they don't get two fumbles and fumble recoveries inside their opponent's territory, their offense has nothing, not a single solitary bit of juice to this offense right now. And there's too much ability on this offense. Yes, they're without Anaya Smith. That is a huge loss for this team. But there's too much talent at the wide receiver position and at the running back position. And there's a lot of young talent at the tight end spot too. And Max Wright makes his first catch of the year, scores a touchdown. Donovan Green had a couple of nice plays at the tight end position. Devon A-Chain is phenomenal as always. Just a nice 156-yard all per or total scrimmage yard game. That's all. Just another great game from Devon A-Chain, wasted because you just can't do enough through the air. On the game, Haynes King completes 17 of 32 passes. I mean, I'm okay at math. That's something like 53%, 55%, something like that. It's not good enough. 178 yards on 32 attempts. That's like right at five and a half, almost six yards an attempt. That is, it's not very good. One touchdown, one interception. We talked about the, the two plays. Connor Wigman comes in. South Carolina dials up the pressure, trying to heat up the young quarterback, speed his p- process up. He completes 8 of 15 for 91 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Evan Stewart had another great game. Six catches, 87 yards. Donovan Green, like I said, four catches, 38. 
Devon A. Chain, seven for 57 as a receiver, 20 for 99 as a rusher. But outside of those guys, there's just nothing going on with this AM offense. And there's no consistency. If they get behind the chains, which they committed eight false start penalties, eight false start penalties. I mean, the, the atmosphere in South Carolina is really good. I mean, it's fun to watch games on the road when the atmosphere is really cooking, just like it's fun to watch games at Kyle Field when the atmosphere is really cooking. There is no world in which a game at South Carolina should be an atmosphere that causes you to commit eight false starts. I mean, even on the field goal, with 17 seconds left in the game or something, they're false starting on a 23-yard field goal attempt or something. It's a disaster to commit that many of those penalties. At this point, there's a lot of questions that have to be asked about what the future of this offense looks like. Because I've talked about it now for the last couple of weeks, is that the way this offense is playing is starting to affect A&M on the recruiting trail in a big, big, big way. They don't have a single, not one, skill offensive player who is committed to Texas A&M in the 2023 class. They have four offensive linemen, not a single wide receiver, tight end, running back, or quarterback. And at this point, what is the recruiting pitch when you go into one of those rooms? I mean, they had legitimate interest for Malachi Nelson right before the start of the year. One of the top quarterbacks in the class of 2023. Legit interest. Took the trip to show up at the pool party. Zachariah Branch, legit number one wide receiver in the class. Legitimate interest from those guys. Took visits to A&M when they weren't taking visits to other places. Picked A&M to come visit instead of those other places. And six weeks later, after the garbage product that A&M has run out there on the field for seven weeks on offense, Malachi Nelson is reaffirmed and re-locked in his commitment to USC. Zachariah Branch essentially done the same thing. Jeremiah Love, the running back, commits to Notre Dame instead of to A&M. You just can't what, – what's the, what's the recruiting pitch to a wide receiver or a running back right now for A&M? Hey, we've got four really good offensive linemen we feel like coming in this class. They'll be there to block for you. We don't know who's going to throw you the football because Haynes King hasn't been very good. Max Johnson will probably be gone next year, and we don't know what Connor Wigman is going to be. We haven't shown you anything of Connor Wigman because we've been trying to save this season. Maybe we'll see Connor Wigman moving forward. Maybe some things will get better. Maybe they'll make a big-time offensive coordinator hire in December or in late November that might change this narrative a little bit. We're going to talk about that on our next episode on Monday. Maybe we'll talk about it Tuesday. Maybe we'll review this game a little bit more in depth on Monday. Thanks for taking this journey with me, guys, as we instantly react to the Aggies 
30 to 24 loss to the South Carolina Gamecocks. The Aggies fall to three and four on the season and come back home in week eight, where they will face an Ole Miss team that was in the top 10 this week and took a whooping against LSU this week. So they're going to get a, a frustrated, upset Lane Kiffin and his team coming to Kyle Field against an Aggie team that I don't even know what to say about what they look like going forward for the rest of the year. Guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Joey Ikes. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Aggies. You can follow us on YouTube. Please, please, please do that. Locked on Aggies. Like the videos, comment, share the videos, subscribe to the channel. Leave us a comment below the video. Tell us what can AM do on offense to get better. Is Connor Wingman the guy? Maybe he is. Maybe you got to roll with Connor going forward. I hope Haynes is okay. Hate to see him get hurt, obviously. But maybe it's just Connor's time now. He's been on the field, on the road in the SEC. Maybe it's just time to come back home and roll with the freshman and hopefully put a better product on the field going forward. Put in the comments. Who should start the rest of the year at quarterback, Connor or Haynes? Now that you've made Locked On Aggies your first listen, go check out Locked On SEC. Host Chris Gordy will take you around the conference in 30 minutes or less every single day with help from local experts of the Locked On Network like myself and my colleagues that cover the SEC teams. Check us out this week as we review this loss to South Carolina, and as we move forward and look towards Ole Miss. Thanks, guys. We will see you on Monday.